We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of Outside the Trenches with former Chiefs reporter and insider B.J. Kissel, Super Bowl champion and former K-State All-American offensive lineman Nick Leckie, and KCSN producer Tucker Franklin. The latest headlines, stories, and rumors, plus a blind nail segment where nobody knows what's going to happen. The latest Outside the Trenches, presented by Five Farms Irish Cream, a holiday distillery favorite, starts now. Let's go to BJ Kissel. What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? Welcome to this special episode of Outside the Trenches, presented by our friends at Five Farms Irish Cream, a holiday distillery product and one of our favorites. And this is the time of the year, especially with the way the weather is. Now that the Chiefs season is over and they were uh, picked up another Super Bowl championship that we're going to talk about here on this show. Uh, you can you can swing up to Weston when you got a free weekend and uh, take the tour, go through it. It's a, it's a beautiful place, and uh, we appreciate their partnership. And I appreciate the partnership between my two co-hosts here of Outside the Trenches, uh, Mr. Nick Leckie, former K-State All-American and Super Bowl champion with the New Orleans Saints, and Mr. Tucker Franklin, the star of the <laughs> Up and Adam show, live from the parade. This man, and we'll edit this. We're going to put this in there. This man was absolutely living his best life if you didn't see the video of Tucker Tucker Franklin chugging a beer <laughs> a Bud Light on with brand. his sunglasses on a cloudy day. Tucker, it just looked like you were having a beautiful day. It was a great time. Um and it always it it always helps when you're around people that like the same things that you like, right? Just the the vibes were high, the beers were flowing as I said. <laughs> I, I remember I, I got I was nervous, uh, oh, number sure. one. And and because, you know, hey Adams, uh, Fandle TV, like it's a big deal. A uh, big big show. Um and so I, I remember hopping on a little early. I got on at like I think nine fifty five local time uh, to make sure my connection was good because I was a little worried because Mayor Lucas already said, hey, look, connection's going to be spotty. So I was like, I, I mean, I can, I can hop on. I can hop on, but I don't know how good the connection was. Seemed like the connection was good. I hopped off and I thought, I don't, I don't really know how. I, don't, I think I might have talked too much. I don't, I don't know how that really well went. And then I looked down and I see, like, the tweets come in. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Must have went fine. Good. Um, <laughs> after I saw all the tweets coming in. But, uh, no, it was, it was great. I'm thankful for Kay and, and our friend Matt Hamilton uh, for asking me to come on the show and, and be a a live correspondent. I, I had a bit in mind that I was going to do, and I didn't end up doing it, acting like I was like a correspondent for the news and like go, 
Yeah, thanks, Kay. Uh, we're here and there. <laughs> so that was, I had that bit in mind, uh, but I, I didn't end up doing it. I might save that for uh, for maybe something else. Like, what's on location for? Uh, but, uh, you know, it was, it was awesome. I, I think it went well. It did. It was a bunch of things perfectly coming together at the exact right moment. <laughs> you look yeah. good, Tucker. You looked really good, too. Hey, don't. Don't let don't let the haters say you can't wear sunglasses on a cloudy day. There's still a thing called glare <laughs> and UV light that can get into it. It was part of the vibes, is all I'm going with. Okay, it had nothing to do with wearing sunglasses. Hundred percent. I wear sunglasses at night. I don't care. I love sunglasses. Yeah, I wore, wore sunglasses during the AFC Championship game. I had to had to keep it going. Right. I mean, when we were at the uh, Blue Water Studio, I was wearing those inside, so um, had to keep the vibes. And, and again, I didn't want to very similar, them. very similar vibes coming from you. Both yeah. of those moments. How many beers deep were you for the K Adams? Um, probably like five ish. Uh, what could you have been? What could you have been? You should throttle down. Listen, I probably could have been ten. Like, because <laughs> I, I probably could have been. They were they were flowing when I said the beers were flowing. They were, and I had to stop myself because I had to think. Wait, I don't want to be a total mess on on t- live television. Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> so I did have the beer in my back pocket. I thought, okay, this would be a good idea if I pulled this out. One hand crack. People aren't talking about that. Uh, that aspect of it. That was the most talented thing I think I did the whole time. Was that one hand crack on camera? Um, but yeah, that was a opportunity I couldn't pass up. I love it, Nick. What do you before? I'll get into my stuff. But like, what do you remember about the Saints Super Bowl parade? Like, how was that? What, what do you remember about it? Just yeah, it was like ten hours long. Like it was like we started like at 11 a.m. and we went until like eight o'clock at night. And in a city that does parades, knows how to do parades. You got yeah. Mardi Gras parades. You know, different crews have parades. They let us use the Mardi Gras for up floats. It was like the the Tuesday before or day. It was our Ash Wednesday. It was just amazing. It was just a culmination of things. So, um, and ten deep for six hours. Ten deep everywhere for six hours. It wasn't like two mile stretch. It was like it was like oh my gosh, more people like everywhere. And there was no dead spots. And it was just, it was fun. It was like, you know, the kickoff to Mardi Gras. And yeah. to me, it made me realize, you know, how important sports are to bring a city together. Mm-hmm. And especially for New Orleans, you know, 05 Katrina brought them over that help. Yeah. Yeah. You, there were a lot more, there was a lot of context going into the Saints Super Bowl win that year with everything that had gone on with Katrina and what it meant and um, all different storylines that were following that. Uh, I want to shout out 41. Um, actually knew that's who I was watching KSHB watching their coverage yesterday. My wife and I kind of bummed, wanted to go, um, looked like a hell of a time, but kids are still pretty young, uh, for that environment. And the only other experience that my wife and I had was the Royals parade, which was a mess. And we walked in the buses. It was, it was not great logistically. And now they've Tucker to your point, they've seemed to have got it, uh, figured out now that we're, uh, experienced in this whole throwing championship parades thing. Uh, but Watching it, and then the the first Chief Super Bowl parade, it was a different experience because I was working there and had you know act passes and access, and it wasn't the same as as if now we went down and took the kids down and just didn't want to take them in that crowded environment. But uh, shout out to Forty One, they did a phenomenal job with the interviews, with all the camera angles, and showing everything. Um, it just it looked like a hell of a time, and that's what was beautiful about Kansas City and coming together. And they said there were more people. Uh, Tucker, I know you weren't at the first parade. Um, heard a lot of people say they thought there were more people at this one. Uh, the weather still, even though it was cold, was better than it was for the last Super Bowl parade. So uh, that was pretty special. And that's going to take us right into our blind mill uh, segment because mine is parade-esque. It has nothing to do with football. 
Um, <laughs> so <laughs> Nick's favorite. So I'm Tucker. I'm really curious on your answer. Mm. And oh. I saw tick saw tech nine perform, which makes all the sense in the world. He went out there and did his thing. Awesome. But if you, in that moment, I don't want I was going to make it like Super Bowl halftime performer, but then that gets to not Kansas city. Uh, but Nick Tucker, if you could pick anybody to perform alive or dead at a Super Bowl rally at the end of a parade, just hop up on stage, like say after Tech Nine, because he gets to go still. Right. <laughs> if you could pick anybody to come and perform after that, who would you choose and why? Nick, I'll go with you first because it's going to take Tucker a minute. I would. Um, well, I, I think I think I would do. David Bowie. And um, I know, right, you think, but you want someone who's who's arena ready, right? You want someone who can mm-hmm. work a crowd and you want a song that, that everybody can can get down to. And I would have to say David Bowie and um Queen Queen B uh would, would be the song. You know, because it started gotcha. off, it's kind of got this kind of magnificent little like quiet little little in- intro. And then it just gets just epic, like right away. And it just, I think it would just get the people going. And I'm just doing one off song for the whole people. Cause you, know, you ain't trying to do, you ain't trying to do a whole thing. Right. You don't have a set list. Yeah. You don't have a set list. And a celebration each. Rock and roll. Trout height. Yeah. And then it's pretty good. And kind of chill, and then it's it's tough. Mm. But yeah, That's talk. Fine. What you got? Well, I'm gonna go with the uh, the song that kept playing over and over, and <laughs> over and over, as "All We Do Is Win" by DJ Khaled. And I think that DJ Khaled, again, Nick, to your point, dude's always ready to be in front of a camera. He's always ready to be in front of a crowd. Uh, he can get the people going, especially with with some of his songs in his catalog. "All We Do Is Win" was a was a big one that they played yesterday. And I, uh, I think that uh, that one would be great to just hear live. But and it was cool. Tech Nine came out and played both of his songs about Kansas City, right? He played the one where he made after the Royals parade, and then he also played Red Kingdom. Um, which I don't know if he changed the lyrics for the Royals one or anything, but uh, no, it, it was a, it was a. That's the first time I've seen Tech Nine perform live, um, which kind of crazy. I, when that was happening, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Get a, get a Tech Nine concert out of the deal, but I do think uh, like a DJ, like DJ Khaled, or like a DJ Snake would be good to have on 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 deck to just uh, get everybody going and, and do the best mixes, the best best hype songs for winning. Mine has absolutely nothing to do with Kansas City. I just think it'd be hype and be cool, but have like um, Biggie and Tupac. This whole like East Coast West Coast, like they come together in the Midwest. I, things I was not expecting to hear from that blind hill. I didn't expect you to say David Bowie either. So I've been waiting for Tupac and Biggie holograms to show up on one of these award shows or do something, oh, and it's not yet happened. I was like, you give me anybody, alive or dead, like, give me those two dudes what do you want to be out there just coming together in the Midwest. We just bring people together. That's true. That would be kind of symbolic uh, in that regards. And bring Snoop. He was trying to bring him together. Just bring him in there, and he can make it all work. Mm. But rap live is so terrible, and I love rap in all my heart. Rap live is the worst. I, uh, I got on a little rabbit hole of watching Super Bowl halftime shows because uh, they have a playlist on the NFL's YouTube page of just all of them. 
And so, like, I rewatched Rihanna's, obviously, and then I just, like, went down the line of all the Super Bowls. Maroon, I, if you talk about J-Lo, Jordan's going to hop in oh, here. Okay. He's going to punch him so bad. <laughs> Listen, I, I, my mom always told me if you don't have anything nice, don't say anything at all. Uh, so I'm not going to say anything. And I, I I got to the Maroon 5 one, and I forgot that Travis Scott was also, for some reason, in that halftime show, and he just gets and just starts yelling. And it's just like, whoa, this is awful. Um, but, like, why... I know people are trying to predict who, like, the next halftime show performer is, and I think I've seen a lot of people throw out Usher and say that, like, his his songs are too slow for halftime. Um, but I, I think I, I like, personally, Usher, and I think it'd be fun. He's got some big hits. Got, yeah, Yeah's a good one. Um, I love that. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, oh, that's a banger. That's, that's, a, that's a stadium banger, for sure. I'd, I'd get behind Usher. I, what about Fong Song? Or is that Cisco? That's Cisco. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Save it, Boomer. <laughs> I hope he's not going usher. Can we disagree that Chris Stapleton should sing the national anthem for every Super Bowl? Because that was awesome. It was really good. Get this line. Uh, line was set at two minutes, two seconds. He finished his national anthem, two minutes, one second. Um, yes. Barely hit the under. That continues the trend of country music singers and hitting the under. I think Vegas adjusted for who it was. Um, they knew it was Chris Stapleton, so they... Um, Bumped it up a little bit, yeah. I, I, like I said before, and they should take the over because he likes to hold those notes and he did. I thought a little growling. He's good. He's very good. tough. All right, guys. Before I got to bounce, but I do want to talk one little football thing uh, regarding this game before you guys finish your blind nails. I want to get Nick's thoughts on a game that was pretty much has been featured, and you will hear that on another podcast and recording here, recording this Thursday morning, a uh, little bit later today, recording. Uh, with somebody in the entire podcast, we talked about the Chiefs' offensive line uh, and what they did. And Nick, I want to get your thoughts on what you saw and watching because you've been talking about the offensive line, the run game, all of that. We saw the Chiefs' offensive line go out and become the storyline and kind of the reason that they won this game. And as somebody that's been talking about it all year on this show, I want to give you an opportunity to talk about what you saw. Well, I, I just thought that you know they had kind of had some some issues in the first half with getting stuff out, and it, it comes down to get the ball out quickly. Um, and then the second half, I just love that they just started pounding the rock. And once you do that, it's like, man, that's that that switches up everything. So that changes up everything like that. And just I loved uh, that the turf had something to do with it because there was a couple times I saw this Philly D lineman try to plant and really get into it, and they just kind of slipped. Yeah. Like they they slipped. There's one play where Andrew Wiley uh, got number seven and uh, Sweat, I believe, or I forget his name, Reddick. and then he slipped Reddick, and then he just dominated. Him. Just absolutely mauled them. So I uh, think the Chiefs just just turned it up, man. They they were sick of hearing, you know, they're the weak link, that they're not good, that Orlando Brown Jr. is a crappy, crappy trade. And they just kicked ass. Every one of them, man to man, just kicked ass. And they, they really said, you know, we're not going to let you do this. And run the ball and just being aggressive up front, man, they just, they, they did well. They played well with each other, stayed in line. It was really cool, like, to see, like, when I say that, like, they, they kept their shape. Like it was on the mm. turf. Like they kept their shape well, and they gave each other help. And uh, it was it was fun to watch. It was fun to watch. And then, like I said, I, I tweeted about it. But Trey Smith first played the game going after Fletcher Cox. I love that. I absolutely, I absolutely love that man. That's second year guy, right? And he's like saying, "F you, man. You know, we know you're the workhorse, the the war daddy. I'm gonna come after you, and it's gonna be a game." Because I thought I thought Trey Smith Fletcher Cox was gonna be the weak link, honestly. Yeah. Because you know Trey Smith been getting bull rush a lot this year, and he had some some trouble. With guys like Fletcher Cox, and he, man, no trouble whatsoever. No trouble. He stuck him. You know, no. that's, that's Fletcher's weakness. 
this game was awesome. This game had had a lot of uh, great offensive line play. Matt Lane said that this was an offensive line masterclass, both sides of the ball. All Eagles offensive line, uh, Chiefs offensive line, Eagles masterclass. And you could have a masterclass of yourself if you're taking AG1 by Athletic Greens. i got to tell you about our sponsor, Athletic Greens. And, and I take AG1 by Athletic Greens literally every day. I give it a try because I want to improve this gut health, sustain energy, a good immune system. And, you know, I don't like taking all those pills, all those vitamins. And I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great, too. That's a big thing. You get a lot of these supplements. They don't taste good. And I take it in the morning just because, uh, you know, I want to I want to get my day started. I took it just before this, before making my cup of coffee. I haven't even had my cup of coffee, but I've had my AG1 today because it makes me feel ready to take on my day. And listen, all great athletes have one thing in common. They take care of their bodies. Listen, I'm no Patrick Mahomes, but I do like to take care of my body. I still like to think that I'm an athlete. And I'm setting myself up for success with these 75 high-quality ingredients that give me key daily nutrition and long-term gut health support. It's a micro habit that delivers macro benefits. Here's what you got to do. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then Athletic Greens is giving a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash KCSN. That's athleticgreens.com slash KCSN. Go ahead and check it out. You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Entertain, educate, inform. KC Sports Network. Nick, uh, a very, very big fan of the uh, of the offensive line play there. Um, in uh, in what was going on in that game, uh, there's some really good moves. I don't know if you saw the the move from Andomik and Sue. And uh, where we were able to, where he was, where Trey Smith uh, club, and and he just tossed him down to the ground, man. It yeah. was a, uh, it was just some really good stuff from Trey Smith. And as you mentioned, a lot of the emphasis was put on the tackles, but that interior offensive line was no joke. No, they were so good. It was really cool. I mean, just just for them to to hold up, 
and, and for, for them to respond how they did. And Mahomes did his part, office line did their part, the turf did their part, you know, so it made it kind of like a, like a weather game where it kind of favors the offense line. And I think that's why the, it was a masterclass, like shout out to both the lines, you know, they played great. Uh, you know, they just, they just did, did what, what it took. And I think at the end though, I think the second half, I think Philly's Philly, their offense line kind of got tired. Cause then all of a sudden, you know, Chris Jones is attacking the line of scrimmage, Dana's attacking the line of scrimmage. And then, and then it was like, you know, no more missed tackles. So they kind of killed that momentum. Like with like a like a strangulation sort of sort of move to sort of or body blows and boxing and it was very fun to watch. There's so many subplots, so many things going on. It was it was awesome to watch. BJ had to dip out on us, uh, so it's just you and I for the rest of the show. That's why he got his blind nail out of the way early. I think it's a parent teacher conferences. Tis the season uh, for that. Um, and so listen, uh, the show rolls on here. Nick, uh, do you want do you want to go your blind nail next? Yeah, I'd, I'd love to. I'd love to. When did you believe? the Chiefs were going to win the Super Bowl? When did you believe that they were going to beat Philly? What moment of the game were you like, we got it? Like, we got it. Hmm. That's a good question. I think um, I think it had to have been the punt return. I think it was the punt return uh, from Kadarius Tony. I think that's probably an easy answer to say. But, you know, even even at halftime, I, I didn't really think that the Chiefs were out of it. It was a 10-point game, and I know that uh, there was a stat going around like 20 uh, Teams are twenty six and one when leading Super Bowls at halftime. Um, and I, I know Matt Hamilton sent us a text that they put it up on the jumbotron, that stat on the jumbotron in Arizona. And he said at that point he kind of had a feeling that the Chiefs were going to come back. And I know you can never count this Chiefs team out, especially with the uh, with the offense uh, that they have. But I do think it was kind of the punt return setting them up. I was like, oh okay, um, especially on that ice rink that they call the football field uh, that they were playing on. Kadarius Tony was able to maneuver all the way down to like I think like the five yard line, something like that, something crazy. Um, that's when it was like, okay, this uh, this is a uh, they're going to be in position to w- to win this football game. And uh, man, it might have even been before that. Uh, starting to think back to the to the game now and just thinking to how the offense was moving in the second half. Like they were in a they were in a groove. All of their possessions ended in touchdowns in the second half. Like, that's incredible. Yeah, uh, they they were they were rocking. They were rolling. They adjusted phenomenally out of halftime, that long halftime and everything. But, uh, yeah, I, and the Eagles were moving the ball, too. To the Eagles' credit, I think that – and we've talked about this a decent amount, I know, on the, the network. Uh, Nate Taylor talked about it. I do think this win is a little bit more impressive than the one against the Niners uh, just because – Eagles were balling out, man. Like the Eagles, I think I think this Eagles team was better than the Niners team. Jalen Hurts played a way better game than Jimmy Garoppolo played um, in that in that other Super Bowl, and so I do think I will say probably the punt return was like, oh, they they got a they got a real shot to win the Super Bowl. Like we're gonna win the Super Bowl once Kadarius Tony uh, took that ball down to the five yard line. You know, I I think for well, it's funny too. If you watch that that punt return on tape, you will see that they either pre-planned the 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 go to the right or they called punt punt block left and everyone went to the right because you'll see it was Kadarius Tony he was fielding the punt from his left side of the field and the whole crew was on the right side of the field like it was like there was nobody over there so like all the Philly guys were over there and all of a sudden he's like oh crap and like, he ran it he ran into them it's like oh I'll work with my guys I don't see any blockers and he just he switched fields and it's amazing because then you see like okay it's like two wars like World War One trench warfare, where like you have these two masses sort of coming at each other with yeah. Kadarius Tony running around. So like it's perfect storm for Kadarius Tony to to 
grow up there a little bit, they have the wherewithal to switch fields and all his homies were over on the other side. And I was like, he's getting chased, chased in them streets and, and all of them say, all right, we're here. And to me, the coolest thing was Jody Fortson. Jody Fortson, who was leading the way a little bit, he blocked the punter where mm-hmm. Longshot, where it was. And then at the end, when Kadir Shore is about to get tackled, he cleaned someone up so good. I'm talking like cleaned him up. But I love that. That was the vibe to me where I'm like, okay, they're unified. And you know what? Special teams hadn't, you know, kind of hadn't done anything in a while that game. And then it's all of a sudden it's like, boom, long punt return, seal the deal. Uh, so that to me was punt return. And then when they started the, the second half with just let's pound the rock, I'm like, okay, okay, Andy, I remember you're offensive lineman now. Okay, that, that's what we're going to do. That's what we're going to EB, you were running back for Christ's sake. Like, why don't you <laughs> dial up some more runs and, and do your thing? So that's when I knew. I was like, okay, you're going to get on track. And then defense makes some stops. Defense cleaned up the tackling. Mm-hmm. And, you know, pre- prevent, because that was the missed thing, all the missed tackles and the jukes. And then and it was like, you know, kind of force can Philly go into grind mode. And, you know, Chiefs went into grind mode. Right? I tweeted out, I think Mahomes' 24-yard run in the fourth quarter was the longest play all game for yeah. Kansas City. So they won differently. You know, Kansas City won differently. And that's that's what the separation, I think, between like good and great teams are, right? The, if you find different ways to win. I know that this is talked a lot about in college basketball, especially, is this way because they're hardest in basketball, so many different ways to win a basketball game. There's a lot of different ways to win a football game, too. And if you are don't have your fastball, you got to be able to have the, the curveball, the, the number two, the number three pitch to be able to work a little bit better. And running the ball was one of those things that the Chiefs really needed to, to figure out and, and to work. And listen to their credit, I think that makes sense when you look at the how this matchup on paper. They got a really good pass rush on the ball. They can't pin their ears back as much as uh, as they want to if they're having to wait and, and see if they're going to run the ball or not. So um, I really liked uh, what I what we, what we saw from the Chiefs offense. That, that last impression, that second half there, uh, you could probably just start watching this with both the second half. Don't worry yeah. about that first half. Yeah. Um, Watch the Bolton fumble. Yeah, Bolden Bolden fumble from the first half. I think the the throw the, from Patrick Mahomes to Travis Kelsey on that first touchdown uh, was just oh, was like beautiful. it was a masterclass of just like those two guys. It was just like it was a, I, don't, I can't think of the word right now. It was just like oh a microcosm of just like the relationship between uh, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey of Patrick Mahomes putting the ball only where Travis Kelsey could get that ball and and Travis Kelsey making a ridiculous play. And just being a good athlete. Um, yeah. It gave but you hope. It did. It, it did. gave you hope for a shitty first half. Very much so. All right, Nick. I uh, I had a blind no written down, but we, we'd already we'd already covered it. I wanted to know, but I, I still want to know this. I'm going to still ask you this question because only you. Uh, favorite memory from the parade that you were in, from your Super Bowl parade you were in? Favorite memory? Oh, easily. Um, before we got to the parade... We were there. They, they, we, we went to the facility, and then they, they took us on a bus. We got an escort to the Superdome, and we started the parade to the Superdome. And we're organizing at the parade float, and we're all sitting there because you know it's all most of our first time winning a Super Bowl. I don't think anyone had won one on, at, on the offensive line. Yeah. And Drew and Mark Brunel, and uh, it was like, oh shoot! Like we're like, oh, who brought drinks? We're like, oh crap! Nobody brought alcohol. And in classic, classic New Orleans fashion. We asked the state trooper, you know, fully decked out state trooper. Hey, man, um, if we give you some money, could you go get us some liquor? And 100% without batting eye, he goes, yeah, sure. What do you want? And we're like, just get us some sort of it. So we all gave him like a bunch of money or, or he did himself out with statute of limitations. I'm bribing a cop. Right. <laughs> but, but, but he went, turned the lights on, zoomed out, 
was back in like 20 minutes, right? And he got us and brought like two bags full of liquor for our float. And then so like when we first started out, we're like drinking underneath. And then someone was like, in like, I think an hour and a half, I think into the parade, someone was like, wait a minute, guys, this is like Mardi Gras. Like, let's drink on the open. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. this is Mardi Gras for Christ's sakes. Like, we have a pass to be everyone's drunk uncle today, you know, like just yeah. act the fool. So we just start drinking like openly. And it was awesome. But that was my favorite moment was that. That's incredible. I, I do think there's been an evolution of Super Bowl parades. There are even just celebration parades as in general of like, yeah, let's, uh, let's, and, and even Quentin Lucas said that this was a family friendly event. I don't necessarily, I don't know if I would agree with that, uh, that this was a family friendly event. Um, well, it's family friendly if, if you're, if you're Mexican, like I'm Mexican, you know, you just got your, your tios and tios getting drunk, getting, you know, whatever. So that's, a- yeah, I saw, I, uh, I just saw families and like I saw these huge herds of people that I was in with just like small children. And I'm just like, that doesn't seem fun. I could know an idea. Not at all. And, and not only that, like there were people who were just like way too inebriated and just like falling into people and, and couldn't stand up straight. And it's just like, I don't know. But uh, there has definitely been an evolution. I think maybe just because I've been getting older and I can see it more. Maybe that's why I think there's an evolution. But uh, it seems like uh, the, the parades have become like like the boat parade in Tampa Bay. Like that was a Tom Brady was sloshed. That um, that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Him afterwards. Him afterwards set the tone. If if everyone's dad, he's old enough to be everyone's dad. Right. I can get just twisted up. Remember, he's get escorted out like that. <laughs> that set the tone. That kind of said, you know what. Man, you did it. Like, this is what you were focused on for, you know, six months this year. Just whatever. Get drunk. Don't don't drink and drive. Be safe, you know? Right. That's it. That's all. And it's like, man, have a good time, man. This is, this is what you dreamed of. This is what you wanted. This this is everything, right? And it's like, just, yeah. You have one day, because my homes are twisted up early. I could tell. I've seen that look. You know, that look. <laughs> he was zoned in. He was focused. So, they got yeah. Look, it's past. There's a video uh, Joshua Briscoe took of uh, uh, Nick. I don't know if you saw this. He was in a porta potty because obviously you're drinking. You gotta you're gonna have to pee. Um, and he was he was in a porta potty on the parade route, and he gets out of the porta potty, and people cheer for him. After, after <laughs> that's awesome. uh, that is like, hilarious. Yeah, nice. That is nice hilarious. Workout. That is hilarious, man. It's oh, that's too funny. He's gonna take on that Jerry Seinfeld uh, personality because. Um, I saw the comedians in cars getting coffee and um, Seinfeld, like Seinfeld, people don't realize that the Jerry Seinfeld walks around New York City like nobody's business and he doesn't care about the celebrityness. I think it's when you shut it, people do it more. He's like, hey, whatever, here, picture, okay, bye. And then, you know, whatever. He just, like, that's how you got to be in homes. Mm-hmm. Just be open, whatever, and not try to be all cagey and just accept it. And people are like, oh, yeah, we accept him. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, be. It's a good time at the Chiefs Parade. Lots of crazy stuff. Um, I just think that uh, I don't, I don't know if we're ever gonna have good weather, right, for a for a Chiefs parade, just because of the time of the year that the parade will be. It's always gonna be in February, and that's never. Listen, we're recording this podcast, and there's like a thick, thin layer of ice on everything, right? Yeah, right. It just got done with an ice storm, so I mean, there's never gonna be a perfect conditions uh, for a Super Bowl parade. But you know, you had you had your classic uh, big robes and and everything like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Nick. There was a there was a uh, clip going around of leo chanel um and if you haven't seen the other side, probably, you didn't see this one okay how 
I think it's kind of hard to put into context what he did, but like how impressive athletically is that? Uh, just amazing. Uh, you could tell that man has has hopped over some fences uh, in his lifetime, running from from certain uh, municipal workers uh, type thing, or you know, in high school running from the cops. Uh, but he uh, a double decker bus. He didn't want to use the stairs, so he just he he grabbed onto the the the, the top row and then pulled himself up like a La Parker move. And I was like, damn, he's athletic, man. Do a pull up like that. That's a rock climber in him. But that's just part of the shenanigans. And well, he's from Wisconsin, right? Yeah. So you know them boys up in Wisconsin, man. Those guys are wild, man. Up in up in Mad Town, as they call it, with Madison. So yeah, those guys know how to know how to pray and drink all day at uh, Summerfest down by the river in uh, Milwaukee too. You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. What's uh, well, one of my favorite jokes is what's, uh, what's two words to say to uh, Green Bay? Well, this is Green Bay, but just Wisconsinite uh, to, get them, to get them riled up. Cheese curds. Bars closed. Oh, man. Oh, that's a good one. That's such a good one. Yeah. I love that. I love that, man. That, that'd be, yeah. Wisconsin would have been a cool place to play because it's like I've heard mm. like Austin. I've heard uh, that Madison's like, like Austin, Texas. And just a fun time. This is a good time. Just I can see that. Party school. I can see that for sure. Uh, Austin has become a, kind of a trendy place to go as of recently. Yeah. Um, foodie scene. Uh, oh, it's been that way. There. Yeah. It's been that way, man. It's it's hard of the hill country. It's the only pretty part of Texas. Mm. I love Austin. It, it, but it just, it's crowded, man. It's it's too crowded. And you can't build out. You mm. can't build out anywhere. Because it's all 35. You can't expand it. So traffic sucks. Yeah. Traffic does suck. Didn't think about that. Yeah, um, that was that was kind of a, the the Jack Cochran or Jack Cochran. That's another. That's an <laughs> Iowa State linebacker that I had to pull right there. Uh, Leo Chanel doing a pull up was impressive because to me, you know, on how Union Station, if you're going up uh, going up Main Street, right, and they have the like that that retaining wall that's right there, um, just before you get up to actual Union Station, coming from the south. They've got that retaining wall, and they had a row because they had that that street. They had Main Street blocked off, and they had a row of just porta potties down there, um, porta potties as far as the eye could see, um, because they knew the people were going to have to pee. Because again, if you're drinking, you're going to have to pee. So I jumped down this retaining wall, and I went down, and then I had to try to figure out how to get back up, um, and so I had to try to jump this retaining wall, and I did not look like Jack Cock or Jack Cock. Why do I keep saying Jack Cock? 
I did not look like Leo Chanel uh, trying to get up that rotating wall. I looked like I tried one time and I was like, all right, let me put my foot here. I'll just kind of lift myself up. That didn't really work. So I was like, all right, I'm going to Lambo leap this sucker. And I jumped up and I Lambo leaped it. Uh, nice. so I, I was like Adam Schefter or like like Donald Driver. Like what? Like was the so I jumped up and I called myself like with my hands right here and I just okay. like lifted and then shifted my butt over. Um, so it wasn't like a I didn't jump and sit on it. It wasn't like that. Like it was. was You're working on plyo hops, Tucker. You're working on plyo hops, man. I know. Got to get man. It also didn't help. I was a few deep at that point too. I was just like, man, I just hope no one is recording me right now. Because uh, if this if some if this gets put on Twitter and someone tags me, well, okay. <laughs> If someone can be recording me, that's fine. But as long as nobody is like tagging me on Twitter, they'll find you. Oh, they'll find you. And they'll find you. Like, who? whose man is this? Whose man's is this? Absolutely. That's what it would have been. So, wait, what was you that, like, to me, like, did you have a moment in the parade where you took a step back and said, holy shit, this is amazing? Like, did you have that moment? Yeah, I think it was when everyone was filing in, right? So, they they take the parade route from from Grand Street all the way down from like I think they started at Sixth Street Sixth and Grand all the way up north and came all the way down to uh, Pershing which is right in front of Union Station and cut over they went into Union Station and obviously they fill them full of water sober them up make sure they're all right to go on a microphone and then and then they put them up on stage so it was that moment right there when all the when the parade was the parade was done itself and they were re- getting ready for the rally I just kind of like l- looked back. You know, because I, I'd been in the same position. I've just been looking forward the whole time. I turned around. Like, obviously, beside me, it had been getting fuller. And I turned around, and it was like, oh, I can see. Like, I can only see people. Like, that that was it. Like, I couldn't see any. Like, I used to be able to turn around and see grass. Like, that wasn't the case anymore. So, as at one point, I was just like, wow, there's a lot of people here right now. And, and that was one of those instances. I was just like, we're all here for the same thing. Like, we all we all are here because we like this one football team. And it's uh it it's great um just the the unity of everybody involved there was no really events I don't think not that I saw that I was around the of any what any spats or anything like that even though everyone was uh was enjoying themselves which is a it, it's it's a it's a it it's a it's a reward in itself just to have that many people get together and not really have anything go wrong majorly like I don't see I don't remember seeing anything on the news about it or anything so. Like to have that many people in the same spot and have nothing go wrong, I mean, you got to tip your hat. You got to you got to tip your hat to uh, to just everybody involved with that. That's a really good point. I, I love that. You know, shout out to Kansas City. Kind of showed their their true classiness by everyone getting together, everyone having a good time. I was my only disappointment from the parade yesterday that you know compare it to last parade for the Chiefs. No one that one dude fell out of a tree like that. Oh. One. <laughs> that dude was amazing. Well, it was like that was like nine thirty in the morning when he fell out that tree too, and I'm glad he's okay, right? I'm for sure. If he would have been hurt, it would have been different, but uh, none of that happened. But to me, I, I just love, I just love how everyone gathered. It was a big event. Everyone celebrated the Chiefs, and you know, I think you have to experience the loss from Tampa mm. to make it, and the losing to Cincinnati last year to be like this ain't guaranteed. Yeah. You need those. As uh, Vanilla Sky, as Jason Lee's character says, you need sweet and sour, right? You need mm-hmm. s- sour to appreciate the sweet. And it's like, it just makes it that much better once you've tasted that sour a couple times to be like, okay, the sweet tastes even better after the sour. And and that's what it was these past two years was sour. And then to get it now, it's like, this is sweet. And guess what? It might not happen again. 
No, mm. I mean, there's a good chance, but shit has to happen. Like, like think about this. Buffalo beat Cincinnati. Man, neutral site, Buffalo. <sighs> That's a tough game. Yeah. You know, Buffalo matched up well with KC, right? So it's these little things in playoffs, right? You got to get matched up with the right teams. Gots to. It, you got to be good, but you also got to be lucky. I think uh, I think that's the big part uh, of, of what of what people don't. I know a lot of people will say like, "Oh, well, this team got lucky." You got to have some luck. Kind of. If you're, you're going to win a Super Bowl, yeah, you have to. Um, you ha- you have to. Um, so Nick, I think that's a good point to end on, though. The sweet and the sour. Um, d- yesterday, Wednesday was certainly a sweet day. Uh, watching the parade, watching uh, the Chiefs celebrate another Super Bowl victory. Super excited uh, for what is in store for this team. They got a big offseason coming up, but we're not going to talk about that yet. Uh, we're still enjoying the Super Bowl. We're still enjoying the parade. Um, so, Nick, any final thoughts? We have. We have until August 1 to celebrate the Super Bowl victory. Mm. And then once August 1 hits, we're focused on the 2023 Kansas City Chiefs Last year didn't matter. So let's enjoy this damn thing. Right? We're the reigning Super Bowl champs as of right now. Until August 1, August 1, we put it to bed. We don't talk about it anymore. New season, new year. It's perfect. Nick, as always, thank you uh, for hopping on a podcast. Uh, thanks to BJ Kissel as well. He had to get out of here early. But listen, tis the season for those parent-teacher conferences. Got to gotta, gotta get those done. I'll get it. I know. I don't know how it goes, but I do know how it goes at the same time. Uh, <laughs> thank you all for listening to the very end of this podcast. Shout out to Five Farms Irish Cream Liquor. Uh, great stuff to drink, especially on a day like uh, Wednesday when we record this podcast. Throw that in some coffee. Have yourself a good time celebrating the Chiefs Super Bowl victory. We'll be back with more stuff here on KCSN. Super stoked for what we got planned for the draft season and everything else. So uh, until then, we will talk to you later. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. Plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou. By searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.